Hi, I'm Scott R. Jones, and this is Legends of Tabletop. Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. Yes, thank you for joining us today, Scott. And you're with Martian Migraine Press and Weird Fiction Author Extraordinaire. Tell me more of what you've been up to. Okay, Uh, Extraordinaire. Well, I don't know about that. So so far, working towards it, I guess. Uh, yeah, Martian Migraine Press. Well, what do you want to know? It's a how long umbrella. have you been around? Uh, it really started off in fits and starts about oh, let's call it five years ago, mm-hmm. and it's a mostly it's a mostly it's a one man operation. Although I do have plenty of uh, you know plenty of uh, plenty of helpers and uh, and folks who. Uh, folks who get what we're trying to do uh, with Martian Migraine and, uh, you know, have, have come on board to assist at times. But, uh, yeah, mostly it's just me. <laughs> uh, I edit anthologies. Uh, I've edited, we're coming up on, uh, coming up on our, fifth, our fifth anthology to be released uh, in uh, uh, late July, just in time for Necronomicon. Uh, and that's called A Breath from the Sky, Unusual Stories of Possession. And what we try, what we try to do, our, our sort of brief for, for creating these books, uh, and they're always weird fiction books. We, 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 nev- we never get far away, far away from our roots, which is, of course, you know, a, a respect for, for Howard Phillips Lovecraft and his work and, you know, uh, the, you know the sort of open open source code of of the cthulhu mythos and all the ways we get to play inside that horrible horrible world yeah uh, <laughs> so our anthology we always take or most often we have taken a, a seed story from hpl mm-hmm. uh so for our uh, for the anthology from two years back resonator, uh, resonator yes resonator uh, New Lovecraftian Tales from Beyond. And if you're at all familiar with uh, Stuart Gordon's work and Lovecraft's story from Beyond, that is every story in that book was based on, uh, it was basically riffing uh, the Resonator technology. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I've always loved that one. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's practically a one-act play. You know, it's just two men sitting at a table in a small room. And, you know, around this machine, you know, you could totally see it as like a waiting for Godot kind of thing. Uh, (laughs) And I I do, but then it was like, it was like, what, what can, what can we do with that? What can we do? You know, what else is that machine good for? It opens up the pineal gland so that you can perceive things that, that are there, but you don't have access to. Then it has the fun, it has the weird uh, ability to, you know, also open you up to the things that you're perceiving. So it's kind of like a magic circle that's been busted wide open with science. Yes. <laughs> and and so yes, yeah, so, so for that one, I want I wanted to see other uses of the technology. I wanted to see 
military applications. I wanted to see, you know, what what would a criminal do with it? What would con men do with it? You know, what sort of uh, you know what sort of other psychedelic effects would it have? Uh, you know, what are the uh, you know what are the what are the various mental illnesses that might kick in because of it? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and the authors that the authors that submitted to it just blew me away. Nine times out of ten, I read so much good fiction prepping that book, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, so that that was the book that really kind of set me on set me on that path, mm-hmm. imagining or at least not so much reimagining. I know that's a loaded word, but basically taking the that's the thing about Lovecraft is that so much of his material is, and the reason why it it resonates so well with people. Sorry, mean to make that pun. But the reason it resonates, <laughs> I live on the west coast of Canada, and like uh, you know, in a in a very sort of hippie, hippie fried place. So you know, we're always talking about how things are resonating with us. Uh, <laughs> but the reason it resonates so I mean, spread vibration, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it just. Uh, you know, there's so much that he leaves unsaid, which allows the reader to really enter that world and and begin thinking about his world and his concepts and and what they might mean and where they might go, and that's what happened with Resonator. And then uh, we decided to just you know basically keep keep going on that track. So the anthology after that was uh, Cthulhu Sattva, yes, uh, Tales Tell of the Black Gnosis. Um. Well, uh, I wrote in 2013, I wrote a book called When the Stars Are Right uh, towards a, an authentic Relayan spirituality. And because that's, that's another of my uh, you know, obsessions is you know, basically uh, New Age spiritual thought and you know, various, you know, how, how religion and faith work, you know, what, what they do for humans, what they don't do very well for humans. And you know how much of our you know how much of our existence is kind of like wrapped up in if not I, I in either you know fighting against uh, re- religious and, and theist thought or you know incorporating it into you know into our ways of life you know I think we're for all you know for all that we're moving away from it we're still a fairly you know we are a magically thinking uh, species you know we are constantly seeking seeking meaning in as many you know, in as many venues as possible. And one of our old standbys has always been, you know, what do the gods think about this? So, yes. you know, and, as, and, and so I started off writing When the Stars Are Right as a joke. Funny, if we mapped Cthulhu and Yuxathoth and, uh, and uh, Dagon, if we mapped them onto uh, sort of archetypal Gnostic uh, uh spiritual forms right and what can we learn from them you know when we take when we take this stance and as i started writing it you know i started writing it as a gag but then as i as i got further into it i'm like hold on this is maybe i shouldn't have been surprised but i'm like this is starting to work you know this is working for me personally i wonder if it'll start working for others (laughs) and so, so I wrote that book, and it got some, it got some, uh, you know, it got a lot of love for the for the year that it, uh, for in the year that it launched, and you know, I still get folks coming to me and talking about it, and you know, uh, wanting to wanting to learn more about it, and but it when it came time to do the the, uh, the next anthology for Martian Migraine, I was basically 
casting about for ideas like you do. And I thought, well, you know, this this is this is the this is the hot topic right now in the AHQ. So uh, you know, and I, I've always enjoyed the you know the later mythos stories that that had that as a tack that instead of instead of looking at you know deranged cultists and you know basically uh, middle-aged uh highly educated uh white anglo-saxon men coming up against you know elements of the mythos and being properly freaked out about it you know because essentially lovecraft wrote himself into many of his stories right so he's in there having sort of a a classic, you know, fear and loathing uh, reaction to these, you know, these things he's learning, these aspects of the world that he was not privy to before, and now he is. Oh, and it's just, it's just too much, you know. Surely, you know, madness is preferable to death or something. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I can see you wanting to say something. Well, may I interrupt you for a very brief yeah. moment? Oh, um, yep. And I, I just wanted to say that I love coffee. And now for a word from our sponsors. It'll be very brief. And now, a word from our sponsors. Brought to you with consideration by Birds of a Feather Coffee Company. Birds of a Feather. If you are a morning lark, a decaf hummingbird, or a night owl like me, migrate the flock over to birdscoffeecompany.com. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company has a brew for every birdie. Available now, birdscoffeecompany.com. Let us know, where can we get hard copies of the books that Martian Migraine Press produces? Oh, absolutely. Well, you can uh, you can order. I, pr I prefer to, to order from your local bookstore because that... Uh, that gets it. Uh, that gets it delivered to them, and, and you know they become more aware of it, and it goes on a shelf, which is always fun. Uh, but you can also order uh, directly through uh, Press website. There's a bookstore there, and uh, also from Amazon. Okay, so from yeah. MartianMigrainePress.com. Yep. Okay, all one word. Absolutely. MartianMigrainePress.com. All one word. We're the only one out there, so you can you can throw it into the Google, and it'll show up. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, and then also the Conqueror Womb. Ah, that was the that was our that was our first shot out of the gate. Really? Con yeah, that was our. It, it was uh, you know that's still an ebook. It was an ebook to start with. Um, yeah, what a thing! Uh, Conqueror Womb, lusty tales of Shub Niggerath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, you know, the, there again is Lovecraft sort of, you know, I'm just. Here's 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 Lovecraft typing away, and he's like, I'm just going to toss in this name and this concept, and then I'm never going to touch it again. It's like, whoa, it's just <laughs> here, here we have, you know, in our in our, you know, vast pantheon of monster gods, suddenly there's a fertility deity. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the black goat of the woods with a thousand young, and all that that implies, mm -hmm. right? Yes. The uh, where is the uh, where is the horror erotica dealing with? Uh, Dealing with old Shubby there, she doesn't get enough love. So that was oh. that was that was our initial our, our initial you know foray into. Yeah, it had a rating system. We mm -hmm. had some lovely stories in there. Uh, one by Molly Tanzer, which is just gorgeous, and uh, uh, Willem Pugmire wrote a story specially for it. Mm -hmm. uh, those are both names yeah, that I am uh, not surprised to hear them. <laughs> no, of course, right. 
yeah. but also, you know, there were name, names from the, uh, you know, from the, from the, from the wider erotica community who were like, oh, this is, you know, this is different and interesting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a very different and interesting book. It, it had a rating system because I figured if we have, you know, weird fiction and horror aficionados, you know, uh, picking up this book, they're probably going to want to read the stories that are more horrific first, you know, sort of ease them into the smutty material. So we basically had a, a one through three goat head uh, <laughs> system, wherein you know if it was one, if it was one goat head, you could be pr pretty sure it was going to be horrific with some with some mild erotic elements, and if it was three, it was basically triple X, and you could uh, for for when it was time for that. <laughs> oh, that's so hilarious! So after the conqueror womb, I'm guessing that's when you dove into Necronomicon? Or yeah. would that have been yep. later? Uh, yeah, after that, it just... It, there was such... After Conqueror Womb, there was, there was just enough interest that I was like, well, maybe we should make it a magazine. You know, maybe we should just do a magazine of weird erotica, because there doesn't seem to be a, anything out there. Have you read Bobby Derry's wonderful uh, uh, Sex in the Cthulhu Mythos book? Amazing. No. You gotta do a little, a, a little, a little, a little push for Bobby Derry's book there. Uh, okay. Which is put up by Hippocampus, so you know it's scholarly. Yes. <laughs> and it and it really is. But uh, you know, he basically did a whole uh, list of you know, where you could find the weird erotica through the 20th century, and things just kind of petered out in the 90s. They were gone. There was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there being just a tiny wisp of yeah. small, just a small passage of kind of um, yeah. in T.D. <laughs> Klein's the, the, the Ceremonies. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, you know, Ramsey Campbell had that wonderful uh, collection out of uh, Scared Stiff. Oh, so that was, you know, that was, you know, and that was certainly a formative experience, you know, <laughs> reading, reading that along with, you know, the, the, along with the Victorian periodical, The Pearl. And so I wanted to bring all these sort of uh, uh, erotic aspects in, into the weird. There was briefly a magazine called Cthulhu Sex, which is, you know, not, very, not a very imaginative <laughs> title and really had very little to do with either thing. Apparently it was just, you know, they just wanted a, a wacky title. Uh, although they did occasionally uh, jump into that, so so yeah, Necronomicon was a. Uh, I hate the name. Others love it. I personally love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we basically put it out, and it was a. Uh, it was, it was over the course of a year and a bit, and I just want to say at this point that kudos to all these, who can put out a magazine, basis because it was some of the hardest work I've done. Just in terms of production values, which I've always, you know, committed to, you know, my production values are always as, as high as I can possibly do. Mm -hmm. I not, to, you know, we, we try not to skimp at all. If it, if it, if it looks bad, we're not going to use it. But also the submissions that we got for Necronomicon, it was open all the time. So well, it would almost have to be because you'd well, have yeah, to turn yeah, through so much content. Oh, I churned. <laughs> we stopped. Call, <laughs> we stopped calling it a, a slush pile and just call it a slush. You know, it was just 
it was this pool that would never empty and it was always uh it was always an education in uh in humanity <laughs> for me oh, God. because because for every piece of well you probably you've you've probably seen this i think we were talking about uh b before the show about this where it's like jewel for everything that was like wow that is hot and weird Mm -hmm. You know, that's working. That's working. This is, you know, not only is it a good piece of fiction, it's good erotica. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's hitting all the spots for every one of those. There were three dozen into the world that I did not need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've read things that I just wish, you know, I, I, you know, I'll never be able to, you can't unread it. Yeah. You can't unread it. And I've read, I've read so much. And, uh, Disturbing smut. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> so that so that took its toll. That took a you know that took a that took a mental and spiritual toll on me. <laughs> oh. oh no! But I but managed. Yeah. To, yeah. How many um, how many issues did you manage to release of Necronomicon? Just the just the four, just the four, okay. and they were all roughly the same size. We're actually considering smashing them all together and making sort of an omnibus mm -hmm. but again that's like a to be, best of yeah sort of a best of maybe solicit a few a uh, few extra extra pieces so you know i had you know i had some i had an old piece by uh, an older piece by ramsey campbell in there mm -hmm. which he was very happy to provide and that's you know started my association with mr campbell and and uh yeah it was just a it was just a fun little magazine and you know you can still get it for your Kindle. <laughs> awesome, because yeah. unfortunately, I think I think that is I started Necronomicon number three, and oh, I'm, I'm, mm. yeah, and I'm about three quarters of the way through it, and it has remained on my Kindle. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah we're, it's like. It's about a. It's about filling a need, mm -hmm. right? It's about you know seeing that there was you know a space for this to happen, and you know if mm -hmm. if if I could keep up the workload, I would have. Yeah. I just didn't. So again, kudos to folks who put up magazines. Yeah, uh, Justine, I yeah. I just want to <laughs> issue kudos to her for orgy in the valley of the lust larvae. I love it. That is a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> oh that, man, that, see. That, that, Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm just more into it for the shock value and the looks that I get after reading it aloud to my husband at random while he's playing games online via an open microphone. Right. So I'll just come up behind him and be like, blah, 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 and then just wow. go on my evening. So nice. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. that's 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 helpful. It, it it brings many hours of of laughter and just questionable looks, <laughs> and I absolutely adore it. But you know, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's funny that you say that too because that's what it's for. It's for fun. Yes. Yeah, it's genuinely for fun. I don't I don't get folks who are like, oh, this is upsetting, especially when they're like, oh, Lovecraft and erotica. No, 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 you can't do that. It's like. No, it's all present there. Yeah. I mean, here was here was a fellow who was, you know, uh, charitably, you know, uh, deeply ambivalent and weird about about sex. 
right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and it shows in his fiction. You know, there's you know there's there's a there's a fear of, you know, uh, it's it's all there in the nameless rights and unnatural couplings and what have you. You know. Oh it's, yeah. It's 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 there to be poked at and had 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 fun with. So. Yeah, Justine's stuff is is definitely in that in that in that uh, that wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, roundhouse wheelhouse. It's definitely in that area. Yeah. Uh, her her Blackstone, uh, her black her collected uh, Blackstone uh, work is being. Uh, I was very happy yeah. when this happened because it's going into German translation. Oh my! Well, Red uh, monolith uh, frenzy and green fever dream. The whole dream. thing. Yeah, Woo. the whole thing, plus the two shorts, the two summoning shorts. Uh, mm-hmm. We put out, Marsha Megger Press put out the, uh, you know, we put out, I just happen to have it here, right? We put out oh, the, cool. uh, yeah, we put out the, the soft cover. And I wanted it to, to be small. If you remember the old, the old pornography used to be, right? Up there on the top shelf at the convenience store, you know, the little small books with the cheap paper. This is a yeah, cheap, you know, it, it has a look of it and a very small print. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. We all, we all remember them. So Priestess They're about the same size the, as a TV guide. Pocket sized. So yes. we did that. And I guess the Germans, uh, the Germans at uh, Festa got wind of it and they contacted me and said, can we, uh, can we translate that for you? So they're going to do it in a hardcover. Wow. It's just the most. Uh, I believe it's a, it's going to be a limited run of a thousand, uh, uh, yeah, a thousand limited hardcover run. And they're just hopefully, hopefully they sell that out. I hope I, I have good, I have good, uh, good feelings for them. <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Now, if, if we might be interested in getting a copy, uh, yeah. where would that be found? The German translation It's not out yet. Yeah. Well, when, when is <laughs> it expected to be out? <laughs> Uh, the the latest the latest thinking is that it's going to be uh, again sometime in uh, June July so it is coming okay yeah uh, we'll definitely be uh, shouting it from the rooftops when when that happens yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so so you've been doing this for five years with Marsha yeah, five Migraine. years with f- five years with Marsha Migraine well it's like now, actual writing yes. Actual yeah. writing. What what would you say about that? Other than uh, when you're like, "Hey, I think I want to do this. <laughs> this sounds so fun." What would I say about writing? It's yeah. uh, it's 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 not like it is in the movies. Uh, no. It certainly has uh, shifted for me over the last little while. Mm-hmm. In what ways? Um. You know, I think everybody starts off, you know, feeling that it's going to be uh, grow up. I think with you know the myth of the myth of the writer and the you know ideas about writing that aren't really uh, true, but they, they don't really map well onto the actual experience of it. Uh, you know, there's a romance to it that you get disabused of pretty quick if you if if you start to become serious. And I would say for the you know for the first Oh, I would say for the first twelve years or so, I wasn't I wasn't serious, you know. And I I wrote a novel, I wrote some short stories, I dabbled at it. Uh, I produced a, a spoken word late night radio show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from ninety seven to two thousand, which took up a lot of my writing time. And 
you know, this was before a podcast, but it was essentially a podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, except I got to go in an actual studio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, an actual radio station, which was, you know, had its own uh, own uh, weird aspects to it, as community radio will. Uh, but yeah, it's, in terms of like getting serious about it, it just becomes more about craft. Distancing yourself from the work to the point where you can view what your output as. And I can always see in 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 beginning writers, you know, new at it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's like this is this is the long writing is the long game, right? It's the long game, so you have to commit to the long game, and I'm committed now. Uh, and I just see in in new writers who are like expecting it to just go off like that. And they all, you know, I remember being sensitive about my writing, like here it is for critique. Mm -hmm. Oh, but no, this is my baby. It's like, no, it's not your baby. It's a thing you made, just like anything else you would make, craft. Uh, and any artifact can necessarily be, and once you, once I, you know, internalized that and said, you know, yes, there's a point where I'm going to, you know, stop tinkering with it and it's done, right? You have to know when to mm -hmm. finish a thing. It may never be perfect, but you got to know when it's as good as it's going to get. Uh, yeah, as soon as I did that, things started to take off more, you know. Uh, I started submitting more. I got more confidence in the work. And, of course, our weird fiction community, you know, as you know, is very, very close and supportive. Yes. You know, there's always lots of, you know, folks who are very, very happy to do beta reads and, you know, and also I think what's interesting about, I think what's interesting about the weird fiction community uh, is that there's this sort of, you know, we know quality, you know, the, the folks that I've, the folks that I've, that I've worked with and that I've had the, you know, the good fortune to be, you know, published in their magazines and in their, in their books. Mm -hmm. Early days, I was like, uh, you know, are you buying? I would, I would think because I have imposter syndrome too. I would think, oh, they're buying it because we're friends. <laughs> no, as it turns out, you know, it's it's very much, it's very much. They they know when they read it, and you know that gets uh, that gets recognized. So, yeah, very grateful and humble for all the, you know, changes that have that have come within the last you know three or four years as I've you know. We become a uh, you know a, a more noticeable part of the of the community. <laughs> tell me about tell tell me about the story bundle. Oh well, yeah, that certainly uh, that certainly relates. Uh, yeah. Story bundle is a company that basically puts out uh, uh, bundles of eBooks uh, at super reasonable prices. So there's. You know, you basically get uh, half of the bundle for one price, but if you go over a certain amount, right, then you'll get you'll get the bonus books as well, and they're curated. So, Story Bundle, you know, basically approaches editors in their various fields. So they've had, you know, they've had noir bundles, they've had uh, children's book bundles, they've had uh, adventure bundles, steampunk bundles, and they approach Nick Mamatas, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Super tastemaker extreme, right? And said, "Would you would you curate a bundle for uh, for uh, Lovecraftian, uh, Lovecraftian work, Lovecraftian literature?" So you know we're into we're into literature now, and uh, yeah. they, like, approached me. 
Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, Warcraft's in the uh, Library of America edition, so it's, it's mm -hmm. definitely in the literature realm now. So yeah, yeah to be uh, to be approached by uh, by Nick and uh, and have him ask, uh, you know, if if we if Martian Migraine had anything to add to the bundle, I was like, yeah, we got stuff to add to the bundle. So there's uh, four books. There's my own one, The Stars Are Right, mm -hmm. which we talked about. Yes. Uh, Resonator, Cthulhu Sapa, and uh, I think one of the bonus books is uh, is Justine. So, yeah, they're in there, and uh, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, had remarkable re remarkable sales in the first uh, in the first little bit. They're only on for a short period. Yeah. Yeah, like twenty two I think. Oh, okay. So, how long has this story bundle been going on? Uh, let's see. I guess it started at the beginning of the month. There's 16 days, 15 days left now. Oh, okay. So I think was it the fourth? Anyways, it wasn't long ago. It's only been up for about a week, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I did. I feel terrible. I didn't find out about that until today. Oh. <laughs> and, and and so it's like okay. We've we've got to say something about this because I just mm -hmm. learned about it. I just found out about it. Now, if anybody listening within the next week right. wants to get their hands on a copy of this ebook bundle, where yeah. would someone go? They would they would go to. Let me just pull it up here. Go to. Uh, choo, choo, choo. Let's see here. They would go to storybundle.com, I believe. Let me just uh, let me just find it. Phone. They've been remarkable to work with. They're uh, they're they've been very open and transparent. Everybody knows exactly what's going on. They're very supportive. They just tweet like crazy. It all makes a difference, right? It's all one of these. Yeah, we you would go to storybundle.com, and it's the it's the top one right now. So it's the, awesome. it's the only, it's uh, they overlap their bundles. So one bundle's ending and another bundle begins. And the Lovecraft bundle ends in 15 days, two hours, 29 minutes. No. There's even a little count, even a little countdown there. So yeah. And personally, I've been, you know, there were a number of books that I knew of, uh, hadn't had access to for, for one reason or another. So Cody Goodfellow's Radiant Dawn. Oh. Is currently just blowing my socks off. Just a, a wild man and uh, and uh, just a genius writer, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And uh, yeah, just amazing. And you know the way he captures, in particular, you know the whole military deal. Because when you think about when you think about the Cthulhu mythos, and you think about the sort of people who would encounter these beings and these you know, these extreme, you know, outlying situations, you know, who would be the first of all human groups to really get into that, you know, and it would be the, it would be our, you know, our boys on the ground, you know, boots on the ground going to places that you probably shouldn't, you know, getting sent places where you probably shouldn't yes. go, you know, if, if, if you want to stay alive and sane. And so, yeah, it has a real sort of verisimilitude to it because it's the, you know, because it's the military. Radiant Dawn, just yeah, it's blowing my socks off. He's such a great writer. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna interrupt for one yeah, more time. <laughs> uh, we just may have another word from our sponsors, and we love you. 
Easy Roller Dice Company is dedicated to your gaming success with a broad assortment of dice, gaming mats, dice bags, metal dice, attractive sets of dice with finely created bags. You name it, there is a good chance that they have it available for you. EasyRollerDice.com For a limited time, use the code LEGENDS10 at checkout for an additional discount. And that's fantastic. And thank you so much for letting me interrupt your wonderful speech here. Now, I would like to ask you one question. Yeah, shoot. Video games or tabletop, which ones do you prefer? Well, this is gonna this is gonna come off as uh, you know I <laughs> say video games. I'm gonna say video games. I haven't had a lot of experience with tabletop. I'm a new dad. I have oh. been a dad for about five years. So uh, there was a brief window, you know, late twenties, early thirties, where I could have gotten into uh, you know. Uh, role playing and what have you. I, I think I think I larped a couple of times, if memory serves. <laughs> but as far as yeah, as far as you know, just the ability to sit down and actually have a have a block of time to enjoy a game, then it's always it's always going to be video games. My wife and I currently on a. Uh, it's still basically in. Uh, what well, what's the difference between alpha and beta mode? Oh gosh! When they when they release a game, in any well, way, in any case. <laughs> it it would be it would be release candidate testing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's it's out. It's from a uh, a group called Hinterland Studios, which actually operate out of a little logging town uh, on the north end of Vancouver Island, where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are putting out. It's basically a. It's still in sandbox mode. Yeah. Long dark, and it's extreme survival uh, narrative. They don't have a story mode for it yet. It's just your plane goes down after a geomagnetic uh, incident, which has affected the entire planet. So far as you know, it's basically a post-apocalypse situation, but it's all set Pacific Northwest. You know, ridiculous blizzards, snow everywhere, rabid uh-huh. wolves, angry bears. Uh, but ability to sort of get into it and uh, survival, you know, the the collection of small, you know, just just trying to stay warm, stay mm-hmm. fed, don't get killed, right? Yeah. While well, at the same try- time, you know, trying to improve your situation, you know. So you kind know, of like start. a don't starve plus. Don't yeah, I've heard no. I've, I've heard I've heard comparisons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, long, we're really into the long dark. <laughs> nice. The long dark. I'll have to check that the out. The long dark. It's gorgeous. The artists they have working on it. Like we live up here, so when we see, you know, when we see the the landscape, well, you know, when we see all the little details that we recognize from a life on the coast, it's like. Wow, that's spot on. These these guys are really uh, right. It's lovely. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next question. Star. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and add my own little twist on this. 
Star okay. Wars, Star Trek, or Dune, and why? Oh, Dune. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna take away Dune. I, I put Dune in there for a couple a couple of interviewees who, who were like, I don't like either one of those. All right, what about Dune? Dune. Who doesn't love Dune? Um, but Star Wars or Star Trek? Let's scale it back just a little bit for right wow. this minute. Okay, so okay, so so Dune is basically the outlier. That's my that's my safety. Dune is my safety. Dune is uh, your safety. Star, but Star Wars or Star Trek, and why? I am, you know, I'm not, I'm not super fond of either, uh, <laughs> which is a horrible thing to say. I know, but I grew up in a weird sort of fundamentalist uh, fundamentalist cult. All the Star Wars films on bad videotape, out of order. In, you know, in entertainment situations where I wasn't really focusing, so I didn't. I don't have the same thing as my peers, where it's this formative experience, right? It's always been, you know, in somebody's grotty little den at a, you know, at a sleepover party or whatever. And I never really, you know, I never really got it. Uh, so I appreciate it. And I'm happy when my friends have it and love it. You know, it's like good to have something that you love. Uh, Star Trek, I guess. I mean, I love the socialism, right? Uh, it's not, it's not quite gritty enough for me. You know, there's wall to wall carpeting on that ship. It's just, yeah. and the, and the level of, and the threat levels are always so, so minimal. The actual episodes, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you've always got the, you know, you've always got the safety net of the transporter. You've always got. You know, you can be enjoying a drink and ten forward, you know, within five minutes of, you know, confronting some awful thing on the surface. And, you know, yeah. whenever it got into politics or sociology or any or, you know, you know, anything which started to touch on, you know, what, what it is to be human in a, you know, in a vastly, you know, inimical u universe. Right. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, then it was interesting. So yes, Star Trek over Star Wars for sure because there's, I think there's more to it. But I love the episode with uh, Picard and the flute. Yes, Picard. Yeah, uh, where he lives that whole life. He lives that whole life. Yeah. You know, in something like you know forty minutes, and then he wakes up and what's in the from the pro little thing, but this little flute. That's some, yeah. you know, that was some good writing, just straight up. That was, you know, that was well yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, Scott, what would it be in mind? Oh gosh, um, I haven't thought about it in a while. Superpower, superpower. Ah, uh, you know, I'm gonna go with speed. Okay. I'm gonna go with speed. I've, uh, you know, I've been watching The Flash. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you gotta go as, fast. You know, gotta go faster. You, faster, yeah. The more more time <laughs> to do things. <laughs> yeah, he's always doing that. He's always pushing for that. I've been basically, you know, getting my kid into DC and into into Superman because I think Superman's a fantastic. You know, when you're just starting out, I mean, he's ideal. You know, mm -hmm. but the more I look at. And the more I, you know, watch what they're doing with it on the show and, you know, how they're approaching it in other media, I'm like, there's so much going on. Yes. 
there's so much that you can apply it to. It just seems like a real sort of all-purpose, some really fantastic experiences, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's there's very little limit to what you can do when you're just really fast. <laughs> That's true. Marvel or DC? Yeah, no, I'm going to have to go with DC. Okay. Yeah, just, just because of the... Um, Although when I, you know, in, in my teen years, I was definitely, definitely Marvel. I collected Alpha Flight, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Canadian Marvel. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't resist. They had a Sasquatch on the team. Come on. Oh, man. They had that's a Sasquatch. Cool. Had a big, yeah, that's that's one that's kind of cool. That's, that's very cool. It was. Uh, yep. I was. I was always very fond of something. Um, but yeah, sci-fi yeah, yeah. or good. fantasy, sci-fi or fantasy, Scott. Definitely, definitely science fiction. Yeah, not, I don't so much like the the hard science fiction mm -hmm. uh, very much. Although I love Ian Banks's novels, I love the culture novels. Got to map it back onto Dune if it's if it's if it talks in an interesting way about, or more interestingly to me, you know what we are becoming. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why I think science fiction and weird fiction, you know, all these all these genres that basically, you know, push at the future and try to make it give up its secrets and it's of of what we're becoming. I think that's vital. You know, it's entertaining, but it's also vital, like for society. Yeah, gotta to, gotta have room you know, to, to always to, grow. To, yeah, knock on those doors and see what see what opens them. So yeah, for sure. Very true, <laughs> man. Um, Scott, I just wanted to say thank you very much for taking the time to speak Leah, with me thank this you. evening. You're very well. That was great fun. Yeah, <laughs> great fun. Great fun. Yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> Absolutely, you're welcome anytime, <laughs> anytime. Um, but yeah, I am going to go ahead and sign off for tonight. If that's all right. All right. Okay. Great to see you. Absolutely. <laughs> this podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.